You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Today I want to minister a message concerning the anointing. And the anointing is for a purpose. A matter of fact, the anointing God's presence is the reward of every true believer. You can only be a true Christian with the help of the Holy Spirit. There are many people today doing good things, great things, but without the help of the Holy Spirit. You need the Holy Spirit to be a true Christian. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Romans chapter 1. The first work of the Holy Spirit is to regenerate the spirit of man. The Holy Spirit working in us, sanctifying, justifying, making us righteous. Romans 1 verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation. Everything that God wants to do in your life, through your life, is for the salvation of your soul. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it's the power of God to salvation, not to money, not to success, not to prosperity, but salvation. For everyone who believes, for the Jews first and also for the Greek, for in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, As it is written, the just shall live by faith. In the book of 1 Corinthians 2, verse 4, Paul wrote and he said, My preaching that I did to you was not in persuasive words. I was not trying to convince you, but I wanted to convert you. But it was in the power of the Holy Spirit demonstrating to you God's power. Not wisdom of man, reasoning of man, but the working of the Holy Spirit. Family, listen to me. You might be able to say no to sin. I'm going to stop doing this thing. And you can establish boundaries in your life to help you. And you can say, I'm saying no to this sin. But you can never say yes to righteousness unless the Holy Spirit is involved. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added. The power of the gospel is about sinful men that can be made righteous. And when we seek the kingdom of God, God starts to bless us. He starts to prosper us because the Holy Spirit starts working in us and through us. For this reason, God chooses grace rather than works so that no man should boast. Turn to the person next to you and say, God chooses grace rather than works. So the gospel that we preach, we should not try to convince people because then we have Christians serving God from their minds. 
but the Holy Spirit came to convert us, to regenerate us, make us one with God. The problem that we have is we have too many Christians that are convinced. All Christian service, whether we are worshiping God, whether we are preaching, whether we are ushering, whether we are helping somebody, whatever you are doing should be done in the power of the Holy Spirit. When we look at the Bible, when a king was anointed, it was for a purpose. The anointing was simply when a priest came, when a king was anointed. In 1 Samuel 10 verse 1, you can go read how Samuel came to Saul and he anointed him. And when he anointed him, in verse 1, verse 6, you'll see that the Holy Spirit was with him. A matter of fact, the Holy Spirit touched him and changed his heart so that he was changed into another man. The purpose of the anointing God's presence in our life is to change us to become more like Jesus. Saul, the Bible says, he was anointed to be a commander. When God anoints you, he separates you for a specific assignment and task. Kings were anointed to be commanders. A matter of fact, When the Holy Spirit was with them, they had courage to do the impossible. And we know we always focus upon the story of David that killed Goliath. But you can go read the Bible, Saul. The Bible says when he went onto the battlefield, he would look for the biggest guy. And he would say, you're mine. And he would go take out the biggest person. 1 Samuel 14, you can go read it. Think verse 25. Saul would find the biggest guy because Israel, a type of the church, they were anointed. There was something different about them and it was God's presence. A matter of fact, Saul was supposed to kill Goliath, not David. But unfortunately, although Saul was anointed, And God had touched his heart. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 13 that he started to rebel against God. Number one, he brought an offering to God that was not worthy. 1 Samuel 15, verse 23. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. When you stubborn equals idolatry. God cannot work with us when we are stubborn. But Christ came to anoint us so that we can change. And when you look at this, God anointed Saul. God wanted to use Saul, but Saul rebelled. David was also anointed. The Bible says, God speaks to Samuel and he says, the way that I look at man is not the way that you look at man. I found one after my own heart, David, go and anoint him. You can go read there. In verse 13, 1 Samuel 16, verse 13, then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers and the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went with him. 
There was an outward sign that was placed upon David, the oil. And a matter of fact, the anointing oil that they used, it had fragrances in it. When they anointed somebody, you could smell that fragrance upon the person for two weeks. And then after that, the fragrance left. So I've seen many times people will come to church, the Holy Spirit will touch them and change them, and you see change for two weeks. In that time, it's your time to make the Holy Spirit feel welcome on the inside that he would remain with you. David was aware of God's presence. He was aware that he was an anointed one. And when you look at these two kings, there's a lot of things that we can learn from their anointing. Samuel anointed Saul from a clay jar, from a flask. Clay, speaking of man, man's choice. Be careful of man's anointing, man's choice. But David was anointed from a ram's horn, speaking of God's authority. Samuel came to Saul and he said, why have you rebelled against God? And he said, I've done nothing wrong. He said, what you've done is wrong. And you can go read. Saul said to Samuel, please, I know I've messed up, I've sinned, but please honor me in front of the people. He did not want to change. He wanted to be honored in the presence of people. Whereas David, when he sinned, when the priest told him, you've sinned, he dropped his king's cloak, fell on the ground, and said, Lord, I've sinned against you and you alone. Forgive me. Do not let your spirit depart from me. Go read Psalm 51. Say, do not let your spirit depart from me. Because in the Old Covenant, Old Testament, when they sinned, the Holy Spirit departed from them. You have to allow the presence of God to change you. Turn to the person next to you and say, allow the Holy Spirit to change you. Let me ask you this question. If God's presence came and touched your life, broke the yoke, delivered you, set you free, would you become a better sinner or would you become a better Christian? What do I mean by that? Sometimes you might have a sickness in your body caused by sin, doing wrong things. And now God heals you of that sickness. If God heals you, will you become a better sinner and start doing all those things, the joys of this world, the sinful pleasures of this world? Will you continue and say, I've got a clean slate, let me do all those things again? Or will you say, thank you, Jesus, this is an opportunity for me to serve you now even better. Because the power of the gospel is unto salvation. Whatever God's going to do in your life when he blesses you, when he heals you, when he delivers you, so that you can serve him better. We know we need God, but we don't realize how much we need him. Sometimes you'll find people will take oil, open it, pour it over them, hoping to receive an empowerment. But what they don't realize, it's not what's happening outwardly, but what's happening inwardly. When God anoints us, the anointing, 
symbolizes the presence of God, the Holy Spirit working in us. David was anointed as a king. After you couldn't smell or see the oil in him anymore, the Holy Spirit was with him. David knew that he was not a giant slayer. He knew he had a friend in the Holy Spirit who disposed of giants. That's why he prayed immediately, Lord, do not let your spirit depart from me. Can you see the need to pray every day, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh upon me. Touch my heart, change my heart. The disciples couldn't get one person saved in Samaria. But Jesus said, wait in Jerusalem until you've received power. Acts 1 verse 8. Once you've received the power from on high, go out and preach in Jerusalem, in Samaria. Those things that you couldn't do that seemed impossible, you've now been empowered. You have a friend in the Holy Spirit that will help you. The Holy Spirit will always convict and convince us of sin and of righteousness. When you're aware of the Holy Spirit, you're aware of righteousness. When this happened, suddenly now you see Peter, wherever he's walking, his shadow is healing people. Paul, aprons that he has touched, when it falls on people or people touch it, they get delivered, they get healed. You can see that the anointing can saturate objects and things. When you go to the book of Kings, you, you read a story of Elisha where he had died and people were busy burying a person and uh, some robbers came and they just threw the person into the tomb of Elisha. And when the person fell on the bones, the guy got up, was made alive. Resurrection power still in those bones. Let me just say this, whether it's a handkerchief or oil. What am I saying? I'm saying don't put your trust, your faith in an anointed man's bone, a prophet's bone, or in a handkerchief, or in oil. Put your trust in Jesus Christ. The Bible says, through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was made whole. The anointing gets done in the name of Jesus. That's why it's separated, sanctified. Because there's no name above the name of Jesus. Amen? If your faith is in this, what is intended to be a blessing will not be a blessing in your life anymore. This, when you anoint yourself, is to make yourself aware of God's presence, the Holy Spirit. Remember, I said all Christian service should be done in the power of the Holy Spirit. Family, think about this. When you go to Genesis 1 verse 1, the Bible says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2 says, It had no form, it was void, and there was darkness, and the Spirit of God hovered over the waters. Verse 3, Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God the Father, the creator of the universe, the heavens and the earth, you and me, everything that you can see, 
God the Father did not speak one word into existence until the Holy Spirit was on the scene. Sometimes we are very quick to talk, to say things, but is it in the power of the Holy Spirit? Spurgeon said, I'd rather preach six words in the power of the Holy Spirit than preach for 70 years without the Holy Spirit. Because those six words in the power of the Holy Spirit will change people's lives. But if it's not in the power of the Holy Spirit, nothing will change. Turn to the person next to you and say, I need the Holy Spirit. Do you know what's one of the biggest challenges in people's lives today? In individuals' lives, there's a form of godliness. In churches, there's a form of godliness. But there's not the power. We get it right. We perfect the form. But we're not seeking perfection after the Spirit. Many people today, they want to see the works of the Holy Spirit, but they don't want to learn His ways, according to Galatians 5 verse 22, the workings, the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Learn His ways. They want Jesus to bless them, but they don't want to be Jesus' friend. That's religion. Religion, when there's form, when you're doing everything, but there's not relationship. When you are convinced, but you're not converted. You know what religion will do? Religion will make you aware of your sins. Religion will make you aware of your faults and your mistakes. But a relationship with Jesus, the presence of the Holy Spirit, makes you aware of the righteousness of God, the working of the Holy Spirit in you and through you. Turn with me in your Bibles, if you have a Passion Translation, to the book of 2 Corinthians 1, verse 21. Now it is God Himself who has anointed us. Turn to the person next to you, say whether you like it or not. You're an anointed one. When you accept the Lord Jesus Christ, you've become an anointed one. You've been separated by the Lord for Christian service, for a purpose. Now it's God himself who has anointed us, and he is constantly strengthening both you and us in union with Christ. He knows we are he since he has also stamped his seal of love over our hearts, and he has given us the Holy Spirit. What is the seal? The Holy Spirit. Our hearts and has given us the Holy Spirit like an engagement ring is given to a bride a down payment of the blessings to come. What is he saying? He saying, you are the bride. You're going to be married to Christ. Jesus is coming back again. He's busy preparing his bride. But he said, the Holy Spirit, I've given that as a seal, as the engagement ring. Family, listen to me. Once you get engaged, certain things that you used to do, you cannot do anymore. Your behavior is going to change. Your commitment changes. Because now you are spoken for. You cannot be engaged as a young man and still have a lot of girlfriends out in the world. Because God is a jealous God. When He has given you the Holy Spirit, there are certain things that you're going to have to break with in your life. Remember, it was sin 
that caused separation between Adam and God. Romans 3 verse 23, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That means God planned glory from the beginning, but it's because of sin that we were separated from that glory. When Jesus came, he came to restore back glory. Go read John chapter 17. When Jesus prayed for his disciples, he said, Father, the glory that you have given me, I have given them. So Jesus came to provide redemption, to take us out of religion into a relationship so that that sin Awareness, being conscious of your sin the whole time can be removed. Christ does not come to condemn us. Unfortunately, many times as Christians, when we still sin, we feel condemned instead of just running to Jesus. Do you know where the problem comes in? We are sons and daughters of Abraham who through faith obtained righteousness. But unfortunately, what we do in the church, we say we are sons and daughters of Father Abraham, but then we quote the law. And when the law came, sin revived, and I died. It brings condemnation. We are no longer under law, but we are under grace where God deals with us according to His grace and His mercy and not the sins of our youth. You want to be a Christian to trust God, to have faith, from faith to faith, to be the just that will live by faith. What robs you of your faith is that awareness, that consciousness of sin. But the work of the Holy Spirit, when He regenerates your spirit, He disconnects you from your past, your sin, your defeat, your failures of the past. He takes you from Egypt into the promised land. It was the promise of the Holy Spirit from the beginning. Hebrews 1 verse 9 teaches us, because Jesus loved righteousness, He was anointed with the oil of joy above everybody. Matthew 6, verse 33, seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Through faith, we now in right standing with God. We've been made righteous. Turn to the person next to you and say, your faith has been restored. What does it mean when I say your faith has been restored? It means now you can pray. And God will hear your prayers. Now you can pray. And God will hear your prayers. When you are anointed one, or when you anoint yourself, it's an outward sign, but inwardly you know God has made me righteous. It's the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man that avails much. Who makes you righteous? The Holy Spirit. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous. And his ears are attentive to their praise. Family, listen to me. You are the greatest product of the Holy Spirit. That's what Job teaches us. Job 33. It's the Spirit that has made you, that has formed you, and it's His very breath that gives you life. 
You are made by the Holy Spirit, created by the Holy Spirit for the Holy Spirit. But for the Holy Spirit to dwell on the inside of you, you have to accept the blood of Jesus. Hebrews 10 teaches us the only way to enter into the Holy of Holies is by the blood of Jesus. Your heart is the door. Revelation says, God knocks at the door for you to open it. When Israel, a type of the church, was taken out of Egypt, the place of bondage to the promised land, they had to put the blood on the doorposts. At the top, on the sides, and the blood that they put at the top was dripping down to the bottom. That's Jesus Christ on the cross, his hands being nailed, the thorny bush, or the, the crown here, blood, and the blood in his feet. Your heart's door, your heart has got four rooms, four chambers, allowing the blood of Jesus into every area to sanctify every part of your heart so that your heart can be pure. When you confess with your mouth and you believe with your heart, with your mouth unto salvation, but in your heart you believe unto righteousness. When you believe that, the Holy Spirit regenerates your spirit, makes you righteous. Then whenever you pray, the same way as Jesus would have prayed and the Father's eyes would have been upon him, you find yourself in the same position. Turn to the person next to you and say, I need the Holy Spirit. Family, you are now in Christ, a new creation. We confess that I can see Jesus in you. I see him in your eyes. I hear him in your voice. Brings hope to my heart because I know Jesus Christ is my hope and glory. That's from Colossians 1. Christ on the inside of us. Christ came to make a way. The Holy Spirit is free, but it's not cheap. The Holy Spirit is free, but it's not cheap. I'm going to close with this. Turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 20. All Christian service must be done in the power of the Holy Spirit. If you are complaining about Christian service, I have to go to church and worship again. I must go help with that. I must go do this. I'll make the sacrifice. If you're complaining about Christian service, you should ask yourself whether I've been empowered for what I'm doing or am I doing it in my own strength. Acts 10 verse 38 says how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. When God anoints you and empowers you, you'll be able to do good. The anointing is not to do bad. Saul was anointed to do good, but he ended up killing priests. He was never anointed to become a killer. He was anointed for Christian service to do good. Turn to the person next to you and say, anointing is to do good. The Holy Spirit is not the spirit of killing, stealing, and destroying. It's the spirit that brings life and life in abundance. So we have to be obedient and sensitive to the Holy Spirit. John 20, verse 20. 
When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, peace to you. The Holy Spirit's presence in our lives brings peace. Peace to you as the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Remember, when God made Adam in the garden, he breathed on him and he became a living soul. But 1 Corinthians 15 teaches us that Christ's life in us has made us now life-giving spirits, linking us up with God. He breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Verse 23, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Can you see that God links receiving the Holy Spirit to forgiveness? If you've received the Holy Spirit as Christ has forgiven you, you will start to forgive those that have wronged you. So if you want more of the Holy Spirit in your life, anointing in your life, forgive. The Holy Spirit is given to those who obey God. If you want more of the working of the Holy Spirit in your life, forgive. If you want more of the working of the Holy Spirit in your life, obey the Word of God. When you obey the Word of God, the Holy Spirit is there already. Can you see how just being obedient brings God's presence in your life? Jesus said in Luke chapter 4, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, separated me, empowered me for a specific assignment to preach the gospel purpose, to heal the brokenhearted purpose, to set the captives free, purpose. To proclaim the acceptable year, purpose. But you cannot proclaim the acceptable year if the Holy Spirit is not there. Can you see how we went about doing good? Family, God has anointed you with a purpose. He's made you righteous so that you can do the works of God. Why don't people step out and trust God to manifest the power of God? Because they are sin conscious. But God, by the working of the Holy Spirit, has made you righteous. Now the Holy Spirit can feel welcome in your life. It's not what you do. Righteousness is a position that we hold because we put our faith in Jesus Christ. Even as we anoint people today, I cannot anoint you because of social distancing, but we're going to give each person a bottle of anointing oil. an outward sign of what's happening on the inside already. But even when you anoint yourself and maybe your family, may it be like David, that the Holy Spirit will be with you. From this moment forward, that the Holy Spirit will be with you. In a relationship, being aware of the presence of the Holy Spirit. When we're aware of the presence of the Holy Spirit, we will not misbehave. You know what's one of the scariest scriptures for me in the Bible? 
It's in the book of Judges 16. Samson, a man anointed with a purpose, a task, an assignment, separated to deliver God's people, a type of the church. The Bible says he got up and he wanted to do what he always did, but he did not even realize that God had departed from him, that the Holy Spirit was not with him anymore. Find that in individuals' lives. Find that in churches where people are still singing and jumping up and down, wanting to do things in their own strength, and they don't realize that the Holy Spirit has departed. Jesus came and said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm going to be with you forever. But as Christians now, when you read the New Testament, it says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Let us have a heart that will not grieve the Holy Spirit, but make Him happy. When we feel that breath of Jesus upon us, like the disciples, let's forgive those that have wronged us. Sometimes it's not easy, but His ability will become your ability. His strength will become your strength. And as Christ has forgiven you, you'll find the grace to forgive those. May the Holy Spirit help us to become more obedient than ever before so that we can experience more of His presence because that's what people are looking for. Allow this as you get anointed to focus inwardly and allow the Holy Spirit to work in you and through you to change you into His likeness, into His image. See you later. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.